back to Hawkbolt. I am Morgan, and I'm here with... Erica, hi. And today we're going to be talking about um, mythical creatures and their origins. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I guess to start it off, like, what do you, I guess, what do you think about them? Let's just start off. With um, that. I, I really don't have opinions about too many of them. Like, dragons are cool. The rest of them, I'm just like, yeah, you're, you're all right. You're just kind of lame. <laughs> I love mythical creatures. When I was little, I, whenever someone said, what was your favorite animal? I would say, like, I would say, like, um, a griffin, because I love griffins, or a unicorn, you know, like the basic girl I was. Yeah, I always liked dragons until I learned about some other mythical creature, which we'll get into later. Yeah. Uh, Like, did you ever, like, hear stories about, like, unicorns or, like, those, like, basic mythical creatures when you were younger? Not really. Um... I think the closest thing I got, like, I watched, I didn't really talk about this a lot, just with my family. I don't know. None of us really were into it. But, like, the most exposure I got to mythical creatures was um, watching The Last Unicorn, which is traumatizing, by the way. And also uh, watching The Hobbit and my dad reading us The Hobbit. <laughs> I've literally never seen either of those. You've never seen The Last Unicorn? Or The Hobbit. Good. Don't watch The Last Unicorn. Watch The Hobbit, though. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so let's just get into this because we can. Um, so the first one is uh, dragons. And I feel like dragons are one of the most popular, like, mythical creatures. Like, everyone knows about it. You say dragons, people are like, whoa, those are so cool. And I don't think I've ever met someone who's like, what's a dragon? What's a dragon, my dudes? <laughs> what's a dragon? <laughs> Well, if you don't know what a dragon is, first of all, you're lame. Second of all, <laughs> um, there's a lot of diversity between dragons and culture. And, like, none of them seem to be able to, like, agree upon one description. Like, some dragons have wings. Some don't. Some dragons can speak or breathe fire. Others can't. Some are only a few feet long. Others span for miles. Some dragons live in places under the ocean, while others can be found in caves and inside mountains and castles. I don't know. Wherever you want to find a dragon. Um, which is pretty cool, I guess, if you're a dragon. If you, what's the first thing you think of when you think of dragons? Like, what's the first description you think of? Okay, so please don't ask me why, but whenever I think of dragons, I think of Spike from My Little Pony. (laughs) And that one episode where he's, like, going through, like, dragon's greed, and he was stealing everything, (laughs) and, like, he hid it all. Like, he had this little nest that just had a bunch of stuff in it, and so, I don't know. I don't know why. I watched a lot of My Little Pony <laughs> as a child. So, I guess Spike is my first, like, thought of when I think of a dragon. I love that for you. When I first think of dragon, I think of, like, there's a lot of things I think of. I think of, like, the dragons from Dragon Tales. Dragon um, Tales, <laughs> Dragon Tales. Um, it's almost time for Dragon Tales. I also think of, like, dragons from, like, The Hobbit, you know. But also, like... Just, like, this one dragon in one of the Paper Mario games. He's, like, a boss, and he's, like, pretty cool. There's also dragons in Legend of Zelda, I think of. So, yeah. Those are the dragons I think of. But they're all pretty cool. I like the paper one. Do you not like Spike from My Little Pony? See, I just... 
I used to like My Little Pony, but over time I developed a strong hate for it. For the sole reason of every episode has like the same exact plot, like, oh no, predicament, oh, friendship. Because <laughs> that's what a kid's TV show is. Yeah, I know, but as a child, and even now, I'm just kind of like, no. <laughs> You're lame. I am lame. Anyway, so the word dragon comes from the ancient Greek word drakonta, meaning to watch, suggesting that the beast guards treasures such as mountains of gold coins or gems. But this doesn't really make sense since a creature as powerful as a dragon surely doesn't need to pay for anything, right? I don't see any dragons walking into my local King Supers and they're like, hey, I just want to buy this bag of chips and this salsa. And they're like, what are you going to pay with? And he just like dumps out a bunch of gold coins and they're like, understandable, have a nice day. Or someone's like, hey, we don't accept this um, currency. <laughs> we, you, you need to put that back right now. Yeah. <laughs> and get out of our store. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's probably more of a symbolic treasure, not for, the ho- not for the hoarding dragons, but instead a reward for the brave knights who would vanquish the evil beast. Because dragons are one of the few monsters cast in mythology primarily as a powerful and fearsome opponent to be slain. They don't simply exist for their own sake. They exist... Uh, to as a foil for bold adventures so even like in a lot of stories like when you think of like the classic dragon like we're talking about like if we were to talk about dragons we could be here all day because there's like chinese dragons and stuff like that but we're talking about like classic dragon you think of um hiding in caves with treasure um like they were created to be a not to be like a dragon but to be an obstacle in the hero's path and to occasionally capture your local princess hate it when that happens. I hate it when I just walk outside and I just see the dragon flying away with the princess and I'm just like, got it, got it, I gotta go again. <laughs> Ma, I gotta go and save that dragon. Nope, not that dragon. I don't want her, I don't want the dragon to have to deal with the princess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So although there's no place that people can agree that they came from, they are still very, very cool, Um, in my opinion. <laughs> there are so many different versions from Chinese dragons to American version of dragons. They're all super amazing and super fascinating. As says is that they aren't real. It's very cool that you're able to find creatures such as Komodo dragons. It's good enough. <laughs> I mean, this is a very random fact, but did you know human saliva carries the same bacteria that Komodo dragons have? Makes you really rethink kissing. <sighs> okay. I'm just saying. Also, if somebody bites you and it breaks skin, you should probably go to the hospital. <laughs> no, because I think I think our body, our immune system should be okay. No, like doctors suggest you go to the hospital. If someone bites you? And it breaks skin. That's how bad the bacteria in our mouths are. It's a problem. <laughs> also, the person who bit you should probably go to the hospital if they break skin because they don't know what's in your blood. Yeah. They, yeah. You could have blood disease. <laughs> you could have like, I don't know, like hepatitis. I don't, I don't think that's a blood disease. I think we're getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so on to the next mythical creature. Our next mythical creature is unicorns. And as previously stated earlier in this episode, I love unicorns. I love My Little Pony. It's Twilight and Rarity. Rarity. And it's, I, I'm so excited to talk about this. Do you simp for Rarity? No. No. <laughs> She's a horse. Good. She's a horse with the horn. You're not like one of those people who just simp real hard for Rarity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we can start off with, like, basically how, 
how like what started the unicorn unicorn <laughs> existence um it was actually created like as an early mesotopian like artwork and it was referred to in the ancient myths of india and china which is kind of weird because i always thought of like unicorns as like being like an american, Amer- american, american thing is like yeah was, like, when like, like researching all these things like there were some where i obviously knew they weren't american um originally but like there were so many of them where i'm just like dang i thought these were like american things yeah but you see that 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 yeah that's what america does to people <laughs> um the earliest description um in greek literature of a single horned animal was by the historian Cecidas. yeah just go with it Cecidas. Who related that the Indian wild donkey was the size of a horse with a white body, purple head, and blue eyes. And on its forehead was the cubit longhorn colored red at the pointed tip, black in the middle, and white at the base. Those who drank from its horn were thought to be protected from stomach trouble, epilepsy, and poison. I like how it's just like epilepsies and they're like... Stomach trouble, poison, epilepsy. epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You just got it. You got it. You got an, you got an epileptic problem. Just find a unicorn and just drink from their horn. I don't know how you're supposed to get it off them. Just like murder? <laughs> no, unicorns, unicorns. No. Then your epilepsy is not getting cured. Okay, but however, <laughs> the actual animal behind Cecidas's description was probably the indian rhinoceros so so that's fun you know it's this magical unicorn that you're imagining you know it's just a rhinoceros what a nerd he like took one look at this rhinoceros and was like "Mm, wow magical my only question is why does it got a white body with a purple head and why is its horn three different colors i'm pretty sure the indian rhinoceros is not (laughs) built like that (laughs) Uh, hey, we don't know. Go back in time. Tell me if tell me if the rhinoceros is white and purple. You know, I actually knew this guy personally. Just kidding. <laughs> um, like these early accounts describe the unicorn as like ferocious, swift, and impossible to capture, with a magical horn capable of healing numerous ailments. Over time, the unicorn acquired additional significance as a symbol of purity, protection, and medieval chivalry. It even developed religious connotations, sometimes employed as an allegory for Christ. Oh yes, oh yes, I love Jesus and his magical, and his magical unicorn. <laughs> I love, I love the this religion part of the unicorn. I love that for you. Um, it, during the Middle Ages, unicorn imagery and descriptions were commonly included in medieval um, bestiaries, and the unicorn became a popular motif in, in medieval art. Per, perhaps the most famous example is the unicorn tapestries currently hosted at the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Cloisters in New York City. Today, the unicorns can still be found everywhere and nowhere. (laughs) It remains 
a, a ubiquitous symbol that pervades popular culture from children from children's movies to silicon valley slang for startups and value valued at over one billion dollars though we may no longer believe in the existence of unicorns the unicorn myth remains very much alive and well i believe in unicorns unicorn <laughs> You're like, you don't know me. You don't know my life. You don't know. You don't know what goes on in my life. What if unicorns are real? And heard? they're just, they literally said earlier, they are impossible to capture. Maybe that's why. Have you ever seen a unicorn? Uh, Yeah, I watched My Little Pony. No, I mean in real life. Like, just like vibing. That, that <laughs> is in real life. It's, it's, on, it's on the TV. No, no, no I mean like you're out life. in the nature. You're out in the nature and you see a unicorn just walking along the ground but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist (laughs) just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist you ever seen a million dollars yeah actually just kidding (laughs) see but uh this is that's pretty much all we can get on unicorns and uh i guess on to the next creature really fast we are doing quick descriptions of all these mythical creatures but if you're like interested just totally go on google and just like Google <laughs> Yeah. Google yeah. has so much cool stuff about everything. <laughs> yes, Google is great. Um, on to the next creature. All right, so next up is mermaids and sirens. And despite what like has recently become like a very popular belief, they are not the same thing. They are very far from the same thing. They, they're not intertwined, but I put them together since most people think they are bunch of nerds um <laughs> so when most people think of sirens they think of women who sing who swim underwater and are very closely related to mermaids however this is not the case as well known sirens were creatures from greek mythology which enticed sailors to their destru- dest- destruction <laughs> with their irresistible beautiful singing however their appearance is different when i first learned about sirens i was reading a book with them like i didn't care too much for them but, like, the first time I saw something with sirens, they were, like, mermaids. And the second time, they were just naked women swimming underwater. Singing. <laughs> that was in a book I read. There was no visuals, and I'm very glad. But, like, they're not naked women swimming underwater. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm disappointed there wasn't any visuals. Oh, dang. What? <laughs> um. So their appearance is very different. The sirens were hybrid creatures with the body of a bird and the head of a woman, sometimes also with human arms. One tradition states their origins as compassions of Persephone and failing to prevent her rape, they were transformed into sirens as punishment. Historically, the creature is of Eastern origin and came to Greece during the orientalizing period of Greek art. The sirens had beautiful singing voices and were gifted lyre a lyre is a stringed instrument like a that's shaped like a small u and it's like a harp with the strings fixed to a crosshair used especially in ancient greece modern instruments of this type are also mainly found in east africa um but they were uh, lyre players um so wonder so wonderful was their musical talent that that it was said that they could even calm the winds perhaps a little overconfident in their gift the sirens once even challenged the muses to a musical competition but alas without success like a bunch of nerds yes yeah yeah what happened with sirens having the body of a bird i thought they were supposed to be like underwater i know i thought so too (laughs) when i read 
that, I was like, Best you sure we got the same thing right here? That's okay. Those sound like um, I'm trying to think what they're called. Harpies. I don't know what that is. It's a bird woman. Ah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so moving on to mermaids. A mermaid is a mythical Swiss. A mermaid is a mythical sea-dwelling creature, often described as having the head of and head and body of a woman and the fish tail below the waist. Everyone knows this. If you don't know this, where you've been living your entire life, have you never watched The Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid's great. If not, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Um, anyway, stories of mermaids has, have existed for thousands of years and span cultures across the world, from coastal settlements in Ireland to the landlocked Karoo deserts in South Africa, which is pretty whack. People landlocked are like, mm, imagine if there was this thing in the ocean that like swam but was like half woman. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, yes, there's some other stuff I'm not going to get into. This is like the same thing, but like a little different. Just, yeah. Um, it's about mantises being what inspired mermaids. <laughs> Don't I... Google why. Don't Google why. Why? It has something to do with their uh, the female anatomy of a mantises. How it's very closely related to, like, their reproductive system is closely related to that of a human. So, basically, <laughs> um, the manatees were close to females. And so, that result... With reproductive organs. So, that basically meant that people... Fish women. <laughs> were... That people... We're making it sound like you're, people were um, engaging in sexual activity. <laughs> With manatees. <laughs> I mean, this is one of the things that inspired mermaids. Not, not everything that inspired mermaids, but it's one of the inspirations that someplace. Someone out in the world. Probably did a surgery. Probably did a no. Probably did. Probably did a surgery on the manatee. Oh sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I wasn't there. I wouldn't know. Okay. I'm not a weird person like that. Anyway, the English word mermaid is a compound of mer, which is Old English for sea, and maid, a girl or a young woman. One of the earliest mermaid legends appears in Syria around 10,000 BC. See, so it's not fully from the manatee. There's just some places that their mermaids are from the manatee. Manatee? <laughs> manatee. Manatee. Okay. Not manatee. <laughs> manatee. Um, anyway, so when their goddess at Ataragatis dove into a lake to take the form of fish. As the gods there would not allow her to give up her great beauty, only her bottom half became a fish, and she kept her top half in human form. She was like, I want to be a fish. First of all, who wants to be a fish? Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. No, you don't, you just don't understand her life. <laughs> Every, everyone in their right mind would love to turn into a fish. Obviously. My bad. My bad. Um, the gods, though, were like, nah, nah, nah. You too pretty. You too pretty. But you not your legs. Not, not your legs. Those, le those legs, mm -mm. we gotta cut that. <laughs> anyway, with such a rich and varied history, the symbol of the mermaid is as changeable as the sea itself. In some cultures, the mermaid signifies life and fertility within the ocean. In others, she embodies the destructive nature of the water, luring sailors to their death, serving as an omen for storms, unruly seas, and disasters. There are So there are some mermaids who are very similar to sirens. Like, you take, like, the power sirens have and then give it to a mermaid, and then bam. That's where some sirens have come from. But the original sirens were, as I explained. Anyway, mermaids are fun. 
Mermaids. Sirens are weird. Mermaids yeah. are also weird. Um, but moving on to our next thing. Okay, let's go. Did you know that the like the like the um the mascot or like animal associated with Scotland is a unicorn? I love that. It's so amazing. And I just thought everyone should know <laughs> this. You, everyone should know that if you want to move to Scotland, your your mascot is is a unicorn. Wonderful. Yes. Did it not say where? Our next creature is fairies. And okay, I love fairies. I know I'm saying I love a lot of things, but I love fairies. It's probably not going to stop from the rest of these because I love mythical creatures, but Tinkerbell used to be my favorite franchise as a child. I literally had a cat named Tink. Her, name, her full name was Tink, Tinkerbell. I liked in Tinkerbell those two guy fairies. What were their names? Though? The guy with the glasses and then his like friend. oh my god <gasps> those were my favorites oh my god i i liked um it was either that one uh that like water fairy oh i liked her too yeah or the wind fairy oh yeah the, the one with the purple that i feel like every if you're gay that was a hundred percent your sexual awakening <laughs> i i've done research on this it's actually true dang and i guess we could just start off with basic um you know, what happened with it? You know, despite, like, common belief, not all fairies are actually, like, cute and small and dainty. Like, there's actually these, like, creatures. They're called, like, brownies and, oh, like, yeah. hobgoblins. They're, like, yeah. these ugly creatures that would go into your house and, like, just clean. Oh, yeah. I knew about these guys. I forgot. I don't know why at the beginning we were talking about, like, what we know about mythical creatures. There's these books I like called Fablehaven pretty cool books where like they talk about like the original fairies like they talk about brownies they have dragons they have all these cool lads so i know this stuff from those <laughs> and like they would just go in and do uncommon jobs like like i remember weren't they, weren't they the ones that were like that would like go and like make shoes when the shoemaker was asleep like probably, that one thing that's probably what they kind of are related to yeah um Another type of fairy is called a banshee. I always thought that a banshee was like a type of demon, actually. That like screams in your attic when you're trying to sleep. But apparently, like, those are like little fairies that are like supposed to, um, like, symbolize like a tragedy that's happening soon. My life is a tragedy. Uh, and, <laughs> and, it, and, it's, and it's great to know that it's just a fairy. A fairy is foretelling a, uh, yeah. I love that. Um, goblins and bugaboos. I love that name, bugaboos. But they're uh, apparently dangerous and, like, you have to stay away from them because they're, like, mischievous and, like, scary. And But but they're fairies. Yeah. I, I'm going to keep saying this. If any of them say that they're scary, they're fairies. Fairies. <laughs> um... They're, like, everything is, like, very, like, all the fairies are very, like, nature-inspired. And, like, marsh gas makes, like, the flickering flames that, ho that ho hover over marshy ground and gives rise to belief in jack-o'-lanterns. Like, jack-o'-lanterns, I know it's past the season, but... It's everyone, never past the season. Everyone can appreciate a good jack-o'-lantern here and now. Especially if you throw them at people. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually, we're actually named, like, jack-o'-lanterns. I mean, yeah. I've actually called, they were, like, will-o'-wisps. 
Oh dang, love that. Like like yeah. It's like a like a will-o'-wisp. It's like a highly dangerous fairy that haunts like marshy ground, alluring unwary travelers to their death in in like in the bogs. I don't know what a bog is. I think that's just another word for like swamp. It's like or a something. swampy marshy area. Okay. Um Black Anis, a blue-faced hag, haunts the Dane Hills in Lickershire. And gentle Annie, who governs storms in the Scottish lowlands, are perhaps descendants from the Celtic goddess Danu, mother of Ireland's cave fairies. There's Dang. a mother of our, there's a mother of all fairies. Just just keep that in mind. I mean, there is a legend of Zelda. So like, yeah. Okay, so that's maybe not related Zelda. at all, but like, <laughs> yeah, 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 Zelda, <laughs> Zelda. Let's just talk about Zelda. That'll be great. Woo. Um, it's actually funny, just, like, apparently, like, mermaids and mermen were, like, originally fairies. Like, they were, like, yeah. like river spirits, spirits in pools. Like, they were, those were, like, nature fairies. Yeah. Okay, so next we are talking about the Yeti. Um, so the Yeti is also known as Mei-Tei in Himalayan folklore. It's an ape-like creature proportioned to inhabit the Himalayan mountains. Raised range, <laughs> the Himalayan mountain range in Asia. In Western popular culture, the creature is commonly referred to as the abominable snowman. It's very famous in winter things. You've probably seen it before in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> yes. Like the movie. <laughs> it's the one who almost ate that girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, supposed evidence of the Yeti's existence includes anecdotal visual sightings, dispute video recordings, photographs, and casts of large footprints. Some of these are specialized. Speculated? Some of these are speculated to be or known to be hoaxes. It's very similar to the... um. Bigfoot, it's basically you're a winter version of Bigfoot, like vibing in the snow. Um, so basically, they're just big, fat, angry, hairy guys. Yeah. That's what Yeti is. Um, folklorists trace the origin of the Yeti to a combination of factors, including Sherpa folklore and misidentified fauna, such as a bear or yak. The description for them... Um, is the Yeti is often described as being a large, bipedal, ape-like creature that is covered with brown, gray, or white hair, and is sometimes depicted at having large, sharp teeth. So that's kind of it for a Yeti. I feel like most, I feel like Yetis are very well known, like, at yeah, least, like, like, with media. Mm-hmm. Like, they live in the cold. They are big. They're basically like Bigfoot. Um, yeah. They are kind of also Russian. So they're scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There isn't much to talk about. Like, you can do your own research. There, there, There's not much. Yeah, it's, like, kind of interesting, but not, not really the most interesting thing I've ever read in my life. Yeah. Um, yeah, so moving on to the next creature. We are... Okay. Our next creature 
is Griffins. And okay, I gotta say it. Griffins, this is my favorite out of everything on the whole list. Griffins <laughs> are my favorite. They're so cool, but I did just learn like about this that they are actually half eagle, half lion. You didn't know that? I thought they were like horse or something. Have you never seen a picture of a griffin before? I mean, I guess it makes sense because, you know, we're getting back to it. I watched My Little Pony and there's that like yeah. big bad griffin who was mean to everyone. Bestie, like they got the butt of a lion and like the face of a eagle. eagle. Well, I knew that was an, know that? I knew that was an eagle, but I didn't know that it was a lion. Well, it's not a horse. They don't have hooves. Oh, yeah. It's paws. <laughs> yeah, they're paws. I'm disappointed in you for not knowing that. I know. I know. Like, in legends and folklore, like, the beast normally guards, like, the gold of kings. Because, like, they're usually, like, king's pets. Um, as well as other priceless um, possessions. Like, moving far into the far north, this ancient creature watches over the green-gold inheritance in the forest. Wow. Yeah. The, not just the forest, the forest. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. I will do what I want. <laughs> no, you won't. I am my own woman, Morgan. No, you're not. Oh. <laughs> Um, I'll have you know, I just told somebody I'm not going to be their woman, so I'm my own. Okay. <laughs> Morgan's like, yeah, we're not going here right now. But it's actually, like, the griffin is actually, like, originally, like, a Finnish thing. Oh, really? Like, Finnish? Yeah, like, yeah, like, not, like, I, I know, like, that's in the place, like, the place. Yeah, and it was, like, Finland. from, like, Finnish, like, Finland, like, folklore and everything. And it's actually, like, decently more, uh, like, new compared to the other ones. Like, everything else has been, like, B.C. or, like, 1500s. This is actually from, like, like the early to late, um, that's just the entirety of, like, the 1800s. It's around the 1800s. Bestie, tell them what first came up when you just Googled Griffins. Oh, yeah, um... <laughs> Yeah, Griffins, you know, it's also just, you know, a sports team. I'm over here supporting our favorite Griffins. We, no one listens to this, but, like, 20 haters just be like, the Griffins suck. Yeah. And we're just like, well. Uh, we're just trying to talk about Griffins, my dude. <laughs> oh, my God, the Griffin in Harry Potter is so pretty. Like, that's, it sounds weird, but, like, it's beautiful. Like, it's beautifully. No, yeah. I get what you're it's saying. It's so awesome. The hippogriff things? The hairy rides? Mm -hmm. I think that's what you're thinking of. That's why you get confused. Because those ones are half horse, half bird. Mm. So maybe that's why you're getting confused. Because the normal griffin is half horse, half lion. But the ones in Harry Potter are half horse, half bird. That's, that's why. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. I'm less disappointed in you now. <laughs> um... The origin of the uh, of the um, griffin was from this like Finnish guy. His name was Hugo Gerard Simberg, who was a talented Finnish painter and graphic artist. Like he was a prominent figure in Finnish art history. Simberg is known for his gloomy style and uh, macabre supernatural topics. Fittingly, his most famous piece is the Wounded Angel. Oh, dang. Simbird was encouraged to follow his symbolistic themes by his mentor, 
Askeli Galin Kahela, a visual artist known for his interpretations of Kalevala, the Finnish national mythology. And then, like, th- th- there's more you can look it up. But, like, it's basically saying he created this, it, and it was cool. So he everyone's like, oh, my God, it's, a, it's, it's an eagle and a lion? <gasps> Preposterous. How could you propose something so crazy? But then everyone fell in love with it, and it's absolutely great. Lovely. And I mean, yeah, there's, and a lot of people use it for, like, graphic designers and, like, things, like, like yeah, like, sports. Like, things. The things. Just, yeah, interesting. There's also, like, griffins are hard to kind of spot. Bestie, why does he look like he's dancing? Yeah, this picture of a griffin. He looks like he's dancing. He looks great. They all look like they're dancing. <laughs> it's a griffin dance party. Yes. Uh, so not much. You can do your own research if you're on for it. Um, on to our next. All right. So our second to last thing is probably my second favorite of all these because you know how I mentioned at the beginning, dragons and this other one. Uh, so Wendigos. Um, in the north woods of Minnesota, the forest of the Great Lake region, and in the central regions of Canada, is said to live a, manev- a malevolent being called a Wendigo. This creature may appear in the month as a monster with some characteristics of a human, or as a spirit who has been who has possessed a human being and made them become monstrous. It is historically associated with cannibalism, murder, insustainable greed, and the cultural taboos against such behavior. Known by several names. Wendigos are, like, they have several names. They go by Wendigos, Wittigo, Wittiko, and Weetugo. <laughs> Weetugo. It's just funny. It's like W-E-E. So, Weetugo. Weetugo. Except the T is T-E. So, it's Weetugo. I love that. Um, so, each of them roughly translate to evil spirit that devours mankind. Yeah. Really lighthearted stuff here. I thought this was going to be, like, a cute little creature. I just looked up the picture. It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. These are horrifying. Um, That's why I like them. But I like how I'm ominous the evil spirit that devours mankind is. Um, yeah. Anyway, this creature has, been, has long been known among several Indian tribes who have described them as giants, many times larger than human beings. Although descriptions can vary somewhat, common to all these cultures is the view that the Wendigo is a malevolent, cannibalistic, supernatural being that is strongly associated with the winter, the north, coldness, famine, and starvation. According to the the legends, a Wendigo is created whenever a human resorts to cannibalism to survive. So, like, if you want to look like that, all you have to do is just be in the cold and just, like, if you're dying, each friend. Just be like, you want to go? Hey, 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 Erica, you want to go camping? I have a thing that week. Sorry, um, you should get um, Ayla. Oh, okay, Ayla. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know. Um, in the past, this occurred more often when Indians and settlers found themselves stranded in the bitter snow and ice of the North Woods. Sometimes stranded for days, any survivor might have felt compelled to cannibalize the dead in order to survive. So you can't eat your live friends. They have to be dead. Oh, well, so it's preferred. So I have to kill Ayla. You just have to let her die of hypothermia and okay. just, like, not die yourself. Okay, so, like, cool. build a fire, but don't let her come near it. <laughs> There's a boundary. No, don't get any. <laughs> um, 
Other versions of the legend cite that humans who displayed extreme greed, gluttony, and excess might also be possessed by a Wendigo. Thus, the myth served as a method of encouraging cooperation and moderation. So basically, you either, if you want to become like one of these best, like they look like babes, <laughs> they look like Satan. Um, <laughs> if you want to become like them, either A, go into cold place and let your friend die and then eat them, or B, be extremely greedy um, or gluttonous in the cold. Thank you for the thank you for those tips. You could I, I you could do both. Doing you could do both. You could be gluttonous and eat your friend. <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, so I am kind of like there's a lot about these guys, but like google it cuz there's a lot I didn't say, so just google it. Um so anyway, to our next and final creature. Our final creature is a pegasus. And I know I've talked about it a lot, but I like pegasus. <laughs> I was supposed to say, I swear, if you say you like this one, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> I watch My Little Pony. There was Rainbow Dash and Fluttershy, and, and they were both really cool, and I like pegasus. They're just like, they're like birds, but with a horse. So, like, no judgment here, but, like, you make it sound like you still watch My Little Pony. Which, I, like, do. I, I, I don't. I, even if you did, I'm not going to judge you. I watch, like, Blue's Clues still. Yes. Because Blue's Clues is, like, great. Yes, it's great. <laughs> it teaches lessons. Anyway, moving on with the Pegasus. Um, It's actually, like, founded in, like, Greek mythology. And it was weird because it was actually originally from, like, Medusa. Like, snake snake hair lady. I don't know. Like, apparently, she was beheaded by the hero, like, Perseus. Yeah. And, and like, that somehow related into, like, a horse with wings. Like, birthing a horse with wings. I guess. And, like, and then that also, like, after, like, Medusa died and there was a Pegasus and there was, like, a winged horse... It became like a servant to Zeus. It's like you just you were just born, you're just learning how to fly, and you're now Zeus's um like servant. I love that. It was a very um Pegasus's like story was a favorite theme in Greek artists, like and literature, and even now everyone likes a good Pegasus. If you don't, you're probably just a really, nerd. Yeah, you're just um incompetent because Pegasus is a girl. <laughs> Pegasi? Pegasus. I think it's Pegasi. Pegasus. 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 <laughs> like there's, I feel like everyone knows what Pegasus is. Yeah, there's they, like a lot of these on here that most people just like know what they are. And like, I mean, even if you didn't know that it was from Medusa, Snake Hair Lady, it was. Yeah, I'm sure the people who listen to this podcast have heard a lot of interesting new facts. Yeah, about mantises, wendigos, pegasi, mantises. Morgan is likes My Little Pony a bit tad too much. Everyone loves that. (laughs) Yes, yes, you do. Right. (laughs) We're asking you. We we know. We see you. We we are asking. We're watching you right now. No, we're not. We're sitting in a closet. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, um, Alo, edit, edit at, at least a teensy bit of that out, please. Oh, please. <laughs> um, so was that it for Pegasi? I mean, yeah, really. There's not much to say. Cool. So I guess we can just so that start was, ending it off. That was fun. Um, I hope you learned something new there. I did. About Erica. manatees. About manatees and Pegasus and ponies. And Wendigos. I love Wendigos. Like, I love griffins. A lot. Griffins are Dragons so and Wendigos, I'm like. I love, I love how you're over here. The dark ones. Ones that are like man-eating. And I'm like, I like Pegasus and griffins <laughs> and unicorns. Very different personalities. Yes. I, I don't want to become a Wendigo, though. I like don't want to eat somebody. Okay. Um. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Um. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. One sec. I don't know. Do we want to stop? Are you done? Edit this out. Um. During off hour, can I go say hi to my friend? And then we'll yeah. come back. Okay. Are we done with this one? Are you done with this one? Yeah. You're the one who did stuff. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Edit that and, and conversation edit, out. Edit all of this out. <laughs> yeah. Ayla, do it or else I will fight you. Yeah. <laughs> um.